Youth ministry can be difficult, messy, and even awkward at times. This podcast is to help you embrace those moments better. Whether you're full-time, part-time, volunteer, or even a parent, we want to give practical tips to help unpack the weird and fringe moments dealing with youth. And now, here are your hosts for Embrace the Awkward podcast, DJ and Kyle. Welcome to episode 49, almost 50, almost, of the Embrace the Awkward podcast, where we have one goal in mind, and that is to help you handle awkward better. And we're talking about money, 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 money. Oh yeah, we're talking about money today. If you haven't listened to the last episode, go check it out. We gave you some tips and tricks on how to build and make a youth ministry budget. And today, we're talking about the other side of it, keeping your youth ministry budget. There's a difference there, Kyle. What's the difference? Yeah, so keeping is, you know, making sure you don't go over. Um, This isn't necessarily about fundraising and how to make money. That's a totally different episode. This is more as, okay, how not to look like an idiot. That's probably the title (laughs) of this podcast (laughs) episode because it's all about building trust. Now, here's why. Keeping the budget is crucial if you want to have trust with your boss, trust with the congregation, trust with leaders, and the, basically the rest of the church. Nothing erodes trust uh, more other than sin, okay, <laughs> especially like sexual sin and all that, right. than blowing your budget. And youth ministries and youth workers, part-time, full-time, they have a terrible reputation is they blow the budget every time. On pizza and on things that are, you know, yeah. yeah. So when you go over, here's what happens when you go over. You trigger this waterfall effect where now they're going to scrutinize everything in your budget. If you don't go over, there's trust, and they're like, hey, we're good. So what we're talking going over, we're not talking about a line item. We're talking (laughs) about the overall budget that the church most likely voted on. So don't let it hurt your reputation, your support, or anything by going over your budget. So this is how to keep your budget. Here's some it takes, tips and tricks. It takes one time to lose that trust with the money that the church is giving you to run your ministry. Yeah. Only takes once. Yep. So don't be that guy or that girl. Stand out. Be different. Keep the budget. Keep the budget. Thus right. saith the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the first one we have is, look, keep track at least monthly. Don't wait until the end of the year or when you're in trouble to find out, oh, I'm close to going over. Uh, Too many times, uh, especially young youth workers who don't really have a personal budget is now in charge of someone else's money. They don't have the habits and uh, and the kind of repetition to say, okay, how am I looking every single month? Right. Uh, and so this is something that you need to keep track and you need to sit down with your bookkeeper or your treasurer, whatever you call this person, and and turn in your receipts. If you're turning in receipts that's more than a month, <coughs> month old, you're going to have a huge problem. So make sure you are, have an accurate budget and you see, okay, man, we spent this much on camp. Yeah, do you remember you spent that and you bought those uh, donuts and and you had to pizza. get you had to get an extra van because more kids signed up. That right. was my problem this year. Is I had more kids than I thought going to yeah. camp. I paid eighteen hundred dollars over what I had budgeted for vans. Yeah. So when you know that when that comes in a month later, then you're like, okay, so now you're in August and September, starting a new school year, and you're not worried about a budget because you know, okay, we're good. We still have forty percent left over. Right. All that. So no monthly. Just sit down and do the boring, terrible work of looking at every single line item, 
once a month and turning in receipts on time. It's not fun. No part of that is fun unless no. you're that type of person. But it's nice to be and able most to... most likely you're not in youth ministry. Right, right. <laughs> but it's nice to be able to look at your report and go, oh, great. It's way better to look at your report and do that instead of going like, oh, no. Yeah. And one other thing with this is you're going to start seeing patterns. I usually spend before June... I spend 60% of my budget, so more than half, in the first half of the year because all of our big events are usually in the first half of the year and camp is in June. Right. So before July even hits, I'm all, it looks like I'm overspending. But because I know this every year um, and the bookkeeper knows this and my leadership board knows this, everyone's like, oh, nope, that's normal and keep going. Right. I go in thirds that make no sense. Like my January, February, March my January, February is hardly anything. Yep. My like March through August is super high. That's yep. again where I, that's about sixty percent. Yep. And then the rest of my year is is the remaining part, and that's you'll see those trends. Number two, don't depend on fundraising to fix your problems. It's easy to, um, it, it's too easy to find yourself doing a budget report and thinking like, wow, where on earth did all of my money go? So operating past your budget or you've got something big that comes and takes up a large piece of your budget. Again, in last episode, we talked about emergencies. Sometimes those push you over. And again, operating past your budget just doesn't look good on you and your ministry. So the easy fix to this problem is, uh, hey, we're going to have a fundraiser. Yeah, we'll fix the problem with a fundraiser. And we're, yeah, we'll do a little fundraiser and make a little bit of money back. Uh, this is just, it, it doesn't work like, right, like this for two reasons. If, if your budget is too small and you always overspend, um, kind of consider who you need to go to to get more money. Remember to break things down um, by head. We talked about that a little bit. So I showed my stewardship committee that even though I had gotten an increase in the last couple of years to my youth ministry budget, compared to our growth, it was actually almost a 40% decrease in our budget. Because you got more students <clears throat> than you had an increase, correct? Right, correct. Okay. Yeah, and so that when I showed that to them, the me looking for an increase in money didn't come across as as so bad. So, uh, two, if you're spending money unwisely or unaccounted for, basically this is the the hard part again. But do better. Come on, I, just do better. <laughs> keeping track is is hard. It's not fun, but map it for yourself and see where and when and what and why you're spending money. Uh, you'll most likely you'll see old subscriptions you don't use. Uh, you'll see where you're wasting money, and you've kind of got to decide what's important for you to spend money on. And so if you're going to, if you're going over budget because you're spending, I was spending a third of my budget on food. And so I said, okay, is there a way that we can kind of do some problem solving and make this better? And so now there's two, there's a married couple who comes in every single week and they completely, they make all the meals for us. They completely do it free. Now this isn't a resource that every church maybe has, but there are people who are willing to do certain things that are in their skill set, Even if it's just one thing that can help kind of take some of the load off of your budget. Yeah. And if you're just saying, oh, I'll just do with a fundraiser later, that's not always the case. There are times where a worldwide pandemic happens and you can't fundraise or a snowstorm. <laughs> that, that never happens, right? Right. Yeah, then you get screwed. Cool. I did hear, though, just a fun pause moment. I, there was a youth ministry in my town that did like a an online call-a-thon fundraiser. They did, it was like six hours and they had programmed this whole thing wow. and they brought in like a media director to run the live stream professionally. Okay. And so and? they had a group of people at a table. They made like $5,000. What? Yeah. It was awesome. That's actually a good idea. So if the next world pandemic, give this guy a call because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> he knows how to rake that money in. 
<laughs> pandemic's happening. Uh, next, choose strategic time to spend your big stuff. So, so here's what's interesting. This isn't so much as a tip as more as a guide. Um, if you know you have to spend money on a yearly curriculum, buy it earlier in the year rather than later. A lot of times what tends to happen is we wait for big stuff at the end of the year because we're not quite sure if we're going to have money left over. But if you're keeping track on a monthly basis and you planned and budgeted for this the year before, spend that money earlier in the year because it then alleviates, oh, do I have funds left over at the end of the year? Yes, I can do that. And you can maybe do stuff that you weren't planning on it. So there's so many times I've seen youth pastors and youth workers and volunteers <laughs> get into trouble because that's the end of the year sacrifice. And here's the other thing. I, I, I'm a very strategic thinker, so I'm not trying to say you manipulate or go against the rules of the church. But here's the thing. A lot of times, if the church is in trouble, they're going to go on spending freezes. And it's guaranteed it's going to happen near the end of the year rather than the beginning of the year. So if you have big stuff, Spend it at the beginning of the year just in case, and I hope this never happens, but it's happened to me multiple times, the church goes on spending freezes, i.e. a a (coughs) pandemic in this. Here's the other thing. If you know you have deposits for camps or mission trips and all that, and your fiscal year goes from January to January, make the deposits in December of the previous year for the next year. So Mm. the deposit comes out, especially if you have funds, on this year's budget, but it's really for next year's event you now don't have that deposit on next year's event. It it takes, it's a little tweaking, and maybe some churches don't like that, so you're going to have to follow the guidelines of your church. Right. But that has saved me tons of money if I know, hey, I got this mission trip or this camp, and there's like a 20% deposit. I put it on this year's budget so it doesn't hurt next year's budget. Right. Reward points are a youth pastor's best friend. Absolutely. You no, know, there were all of the the I see this one all the time, the illustrations or or store scenarios in ma- your math books in high school and junior high that were like, here's why you need to know how to do this. And then it'll be like, let's say Susie goes and buys 48 watermelons. She you <laughs> youth worker, you are the person that is buying 48 watermelons. No one else is buying <laughs> 48 watermelons or, th- you know, 30 boxes of pool noodles or 70 million Nerf darts. Like, you are the person. So, rewards points are your best friend. Uh, if you want to just talk about app-wise, Pizza Hut, Chick-fil-A, Freddy's. Yes. These are great things that, like, I get Chick-fil-A all the time. I kid you not, right now, now they expire, I have over 32,000 Chick-fil-A points right now. I am yes. the top level possible <laughs> on the Chick-fil-A app. I haven't paid for Chick-fil-A and I don't know how long. Yeah. So, and that's really what you need is cash them in, especially at the end of the year. If mm-hmm. you last two months, uh, you cashed Chick Fil A, right? Right. Big, you got big events at Chick Fil A. You like you got these rewards. Now, when you have another event, use a Chick Fil A app to do that. Same yep. thing with Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut should be your best friend. They don't sponsor this podcast, but Pizza Hut, if you do, we will gladly accept. We would love to be sponsored. Um, but. I don't remember the last time I paid for pizza in the months of November and December because I used so many rewards wow. earlier in the year. Goodness. I think right now I have 20 pizzas waiting enough rewards for that by the end of the year. Uh, we also, I also want to share another point is um, try not to use your own personal credit or debit card. Dave Ramsey's going to kill us, okay, <laughs> by saying this, but get a church card. If your church has credit cards, use that instead or get your own credit card 
But here's a tip to save and keep your budget. <coughs> Don't mix your personal finances and your church finances. Mm-hmm. Try to keep them as separate as you can. So that basically means getting a credit card, get one that have rewards on it right. so you can earn funds. And when you go to camp and you pay for gas or you buy this big video game console that you never will use or whatever it right. is, um, use your credit card. And then if someone ever asks or if you're missing a receipt, you don't have to show or go through your personal finances just to find that one thing. I remember early in my career going to Walmart and being like, well, this is just a cheap little thing, so I'm just going to buy it. Like yep. I have a church card, but then I'd have to get out my tax-free form yep. and all of yep. that. And like, I'm just going to buy it. And then I started realizing like, oh – 30,000 bags of $1.89 candy. It turns into a lot of money really quickly. Now, I have not bought 30,000 bags of candy. <laughs> I am diabetic. But <laughs> but the fact still remains, you know, there's it's great to separate those things and there's nothing wrong with donating some of the your hard-earned money back to the church. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. But it helps for keeping things in line with your budget. With it helps your financial team understand things better. It'll help you out too. You'll have a little more money in your pocket when you are keeping very close track of how you're using those things. Uh, next tip: uh, utilize your tax-free exemption. Yep. All right. Too many times we don't. It's a lot of work, and there's some paperwork you have to do, and we don't pull out the tax-free card and that. So it depends on your state. Every state is different. Okay. Right. Um. It, it, so. Walmart right now, you have to apply your church. You have to come in with your church exam, tax exam, 501c3, I think is what's called, form. You have to go to Walmart and you have to fill out this form. They're going to make you a card. So every time you go to Walmart, you show them this tax exempt card. A lot of churches just don't do that because it's work. Don't expect your treasurer or anything else to do that. You can ask them to do that. But if you don't have it, you should not be paying taxes at Sam's Club, at, at Costco, at Walmart, whatnot. But you have to go in and actually do the work to get those taxes in. But taxes can, I mean, sometimes it's 7 to 9% of everything you're spending on, and you could save that money and keep it for your budget. Yep, definitely. Uh, we got a few other uh, tips. Maximize every dollar. So this is about being cost-effective, not about being stingy, okay? So I work at a church who I have lovely, lovely little old ladies who literally take sandwich bags and pull them inside out and wash Wash them them. to reuse them. We reuse tinfoil a lot uh, (laughs) at my church. Now, look, I'm not saying you have to be that way as a youth ministry. In fact, I doubt any youth pastor would be that way. There are some. Right. Okay. Shout out to you. All right. right. Yep. I just can't do it. But realize, think about every dollar you're spending and um, try to figure out, okay, what are you going to be spending on and can this be used for multiple events? So if you're going to buy pool noodles, okay, um, and you need 30 of them and you're done with that event, don't throw them away. Yep. Put them in a storage, put them in an attic, put it in a storage unit, whatever it is, and then keep track on saying, oh, I do have those. And you play another game out of that. There's been multiple times where I've bought equipment and I've kept it just to reuse it again. Now, also that comes with that is knowing when to not keep those items because eventually you can rebuy. I mean, pool noodles are not the most expensive thing on the planet. I'm just throwing that out because this summer I had a bad encounter with a moldy pool noodle. Ooh. Interesting story. We'll save that one for later. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, you know there are there's a point when those things can be replaced if you're using your budget wisely. Right. Continue. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. I've never <laughs> had a spoiled, moldy pool noodle. Uh, if you have uh, resources, try to. If you don't have a lot of resources, 
Borrow them from other churches. Throw up on Facebook or Instagram, hey, I'm looking for a fire pit. Um, oh, yeah. And, and I literally did that like last, like two weeks ago, I and I borrowed three fire pits from different people. So you don't have to spend money on it. Absolutely. I borrowed stuff from your church, Kyle, yes. that I've kept for an extended period of time. Yes, you I have. I still have cones, traffic cones. <laughs> That are I've had for about six months at this point. That I'm and hoping, I totally forgot about I'm them. I'm hoping you never ask for them back. Yeah. So we're just going to pretend like that little conversation never happened. And, and share stuff with other churches. That mm-hmm. I mean, there's game materials and say, hey, does anyone have this uh, this material? And sharing with other churches. This is one of the beauties of being a part of a, maybe a youth worker network if you're not part of one. Nine Square is so expensive. Yes. There's a lot of churches that would love to play, can't afford it. So like... Yep. We actually have we have one that we bought and one that was recently just donated to us from a college, and like I'm like okay anybody who wants to like any use either of these like you know we have one someone can use the other at any point so this might be uh, weird for you but here's the thing some of the best game supplies I've ever found is garage sales in the summertime go to garage sales I guarantee you'll find. Uh, items that are way cheaper than you ever could before. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and I've come up with games simply because I saw an item at an a item garage sale. sale yeah, on this. Definitely. Um, ask church members uh, for items to borrow or even to donate if you want to help, come, uh, especially if it's a one-time thing or if you know, man, this would be really cool and this person's really into it. I've had people donate their time to fix um, wiring because he was an electrician. And I needed something in the, in the youth ministry, and I asked him, and he's like, yeah, sure, I'll do it anytime. Like, if I never would have asked him, I would have paid for someone to fix the wiring in the youth ministry. Right. But I asked him, and he did it. Yep. Um, coordinate with other churches on how to trans- transport your students. A lot of money goes through transportation funds, thousands of dollars in some churches. If you're working with a denomination or you go with some churches in your area to a camp, you can work on that together, and you can both – of the churches, not one church. I was saying that you find a way to put your kids on a bus and not have to pay anything. Yep. should be great. I'd love to do that with you, Kyle, because you rent buses and I rent vans. But, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you can both save a lot of money doing it that way. Yeah, and, and so this kind of goes back to uh, a tip earlier. Uh, find out ways to fundraise without asking the congregation. So too many times we are drawing from the same pool and it gets old really quickly, so yeah. be very careful. I would not do more than one fundraiser that you're directly asking the congregation to donate to a year. Yeah, one a year, and that might be in pushing it depending on your congregation. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, but there's lots of fundraisers out there that has nothing to do with asking your your congregation. Like we have Amazon Smile as this part of our student ministry, and it's not a lot, but we tell people to go through Amazon Smile. And sign up for our church, and then we get a certain percentage of anything they buy through Amazon Smile. And it's just like the Amazon store. There's no, there's really no difference. Uh, Kroger's or Dylan's rewards, they have community rewards in there. They give $500,000 away every quarter. Wow. wow. And, and you can get a portion of it if you're a nonprofit. So think of ways where, where money is kind of coming in and earning funds without you asking the congregation where that is. And, that, and so that's why maximize every dollar is basically the tip. Yeah. So there are a lot of ways that keeping a budget seems like a really boring thing or not a fun thing, but it's important. And in the youth ministry world, it can kind of get lost. I remember my interns this summer were like, wow, I had no idea you had to do diligent work. <laughs> it's like, yep. What's all these receipts? We, yeah, exactly. I have a shirt that literally says, uh, lost my receipts, but not my salvation because shout out Jesus. So <laughs> which shout out, you can find that shirt on the DYM 
uh, website, the Dallas Youth Ministry. You can find that there. Uh, it's a great oh, teacher. It, it's so true. So. I I would say receipts have gotten me in trouble more than anything else, like turning in receipts or or keeping track of receipts. If you buy something and you have to turn in a receipt, okay, don't just put it in your pocket. I literally have a separate folder now in my wallet just for church receipts because I'm so sick of losing my receipts. I'm learning. It's been a struggle for me. And shout out to Diana, our financial person who will probably never listen to this podcast, but... (laughs) We have she a, listens every episode. What are you talking about? A working relationship with me and her because I am the re- losing receipt king. So anyway, hey, thanks for listening to this episode. We hope you got some helpful tips on keeping your budget. And uh, hey, also, thanks for being our friend. Mm-hmm. We will see you next time on episode 50. Oh, my. Five zero. Wow, over the hump. Yep. All right, see you later. <laughs>